a new episode of Get Real, a one-of-a-kind podcast that will make no room for fabrication but only an authentic realization, unbiased and honest revelation. Just keeping it real here at Get Real Podcast Show. Of course, I'm not going to be alone in this show. Let me introduce you first myself. I am Juana Marie Alcabag, your host for today. And now I have here our special guest for today, a licensed professional counselor that will enrich the show as she shares comprehensive insights toward our topic. Let us welcome Miss Kenegal. Hello, Miss Kenegal. Welcome. Hello, Jim. Hello, Jim. Um, welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me and Get Real. Okay, um, it's been a privilege to be part in this incredible show. Okay, um, hello our dear avid audiences, um, Realsters. My name is um, Kenagal. I came upon from Davao Central College Institution as a guidance counselor. Mm-hmm. I would also like to admit that it's my first time to be on, you know, on a podcast. <laughs> and I hope my presence will appease your ears as we're going to get along throughout this session. Okay, um, so how are you today? I'm doing fine, Miss <laughs> Joanna. I know you're nervous today, but don't be. Just relax. <laughs> okay, it is also our pleasure to have you here with us, Miss Ken. Welcome to Get Real. To better understand these events, we'll talk with Miss Naga, who is a licensed professional counselor, to discuss and to look deep into the harsh reality of teenage pregnancy. According to the United Nations Population Fund, the Philippines has one of the highest teenage pregnancy rates among the Asian, Asian member states. The teenage pregnancy rate in the Philippines was 10% in 2008, down to 9% in 2017. Live births by teenage mothers aged 10 to 19 years old in 2016 totaled at 203,805 which slightly decreased to 196,000 to 478 in 2017 and 18300 in 2018. Still, the Philippines has one of the highest adolescent birth rates among the Asian mother member states. Recent World Bank data shows that the Philippines has 47 births annually per 1,000 men aged 15 to 19 higher than the did the average adolescent birth rates of 44 globally and 33.5 in the Asian region, such as Laos, Cambodia, Indonesia, and Thailand. This entails that more than 500 Filipino adolescent girls are getting pregnant and giving birth every day. UNFPA echoes the sense of urgency demonstrated by NEDA and PAPCOM, which recently described the still alarmingly alarmingly high teenage pregnancy rate in the country as national emergency. It is also crucial to note that out of live births within 15-19 age group, which comprised 11.4% of all live births, only 3% is fathered by men of the same age group. This data suggests that teenage pregnancies among girl among girls among the 15-19 to 19 years old may be a result of coercion and unequal power relations between girls and older men. The 2015 baseline study on violence against children also reinforced this and further highlighted the verbal insistence and emotional blackmail are, are the usual forms of sexual coercion in dating relationships. Now, Ms. Nagal, what can you say to the increasing rate of teenage pregnancy here in the Philippines? And what factors do you think that are contributing to its acceleration? 
Okay, um, childbearing in adolescence carried increased risks for poor health outcomes for both mother and child. In the younger the adolescent, the greater the risk. Pregnancy during adolescence is associated with a higher risk of health problems like anemia, um, sexually transmitted infections, postpartum hemorrhage, and poor mental health outcomes such as depression and even suicide. Adolescents who become pregnant at an early age have associated risk factors such as having greater age differences with their partners, which may put them at greater risk for domestic violence, as well as acquiring HIV and other STIs. Okay, um, adolescents in the Philippines are also at risk for multiple and frequent pregnancies. The following factors contribute to short shorter birth intervals and multiple pregnancies in adolescents. Number one is um, lower educational attainment and economic status. Second is poor access to contraception is exacerbated by legal barriers to access modern and access modern contraception, challenges in the implementation of comprehensive sexuality education, and limited service delivery points providing adolescent and youth-friendly sexuality and reproductive health services. And lastly, among children as young as 6 to 16, one out of every three or four, four will have suffered an act of sexual abuse. Many have been abused by parents, relatives, living partners of their mothers, neighbors, uh, friends, and sex tourists. Well, I highly agree to the statements that you utter, Ms. Nagal. You know what, guys? I have once carried this biased understanding towards the aspect of teenage pregnancy. Not until I met this friend, Miss, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Anna, Mrs. Anna Smith. Yeah, sorry, I forgot her name. Russell, who introduced me the her the hearth breaking reality of teenage pregnancy as she told her story from her own experience. It is when I realized that social and cultural norms reinforcing stigma and discrimination, as well as lack of availability, affordability, and accessibility of adolescent friendly friendly health services also pose greater health risk for youth and adolescents. By preventing these young people from accessing comprehensive and quality health services they need. Indeed, Ms. Cabajo, um, teenage pregnancy doesn't only need to be recognized, but also to actively address its underlying condition that contributes to its increasing rate. Thus, it highly requires active work to aid and accommodate this already exacerbating state. Yes, Ms. Nagal, I do really hope that we break the ongoing stigma that impedes the progression of disseminating comprehensive education and as well as the facilitating the necessity of contraceptive, contraceptive such, use, such as condoms, affordable birth control, and finally to embrace the sex education implementation here in the Philippines. Okay, um, in no doubt, Ms. Cabajo, what you have said is totally promising. We need to completely reshape our perception of sex. We need to instill sufficient information, adequate enough for the youth to be educated in what they will do in life. However, how would be that possible if, if we, the topic of sex, is still obscene here in the Philippines? I agree. And knowing its fundamental nature, 
would only be the way that our youth will be open to guidance and feel no shame in enacting it while also doing it safely. Yes, indeed. Remember, remember audience, that safe sex is a must. You use okay. condom, right? We have condom talaga. Do not, uh, uh, do not use a condom that is already, uh, ano, ano tawag yun, yung um, may butas. Yeah. Dapat, dapat you, you really check before you use it talaga. Yeah, also, um, for you guys, um, sana isipin nyo na napaka-importante ang condom. So, huwag kayong mahiya bumili ng condom. Yes. Mas mahiya kayo bumili ng diaper para sa anak. <laughs> yes! Oh I so, agree. Okay, it's very important. Kaya kayo bumili sa mga 7-11. Kahit ano pang sabihin nila, if it's for your own sake, go buy it. We know naman talaga na we can't control this generation. I agree. Sex is happening for all the year. Yes. So, why not? We must do it. Um, safely. So again, safe sex is it's a must. <laughs> and now we have here our guests who want to share the experience of teenage pregnancy. Paalala sa lahat, we respectfully ask for their consent to have in our podcast. And they said it is okay lang to have them so that they can help our teenagers to prevent early pregnancy. But first, let me clear things first that our show needs to have to be have open-minded, okay? Let's be open-minded and have a mature mindset. Again, what is teenage pregnancy? Teenage pregnancy is when a woman under 20 gets pregnant. It usually refers to teens between the ages of 15 to 19 years old. But it can include girls as young as 10. It is also called teenage pregnancy or adolescent pregnancy. And now, let us welcome our very special guest and advocator, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, to share the real-life experience. It is an honor having here in your podcast, Miss Cabao. Thank you for inviting the both of us. We are in relationship since we were 16 up until now. We are 21 years old already. We, are fir- we have our first child at age of 17 after our first year in relationship. We are in our 5 years relationship this time. Nag-waiting kami agad nung 19 years old kami. So, we are married for 3 years now. For sure, our situation is very relatable to every teenager out there who has relationship that also tries to experience new things. Mm, yes, I agree. Yung situation namin is that it's very hard since we both came from poor family. But we need to accept what happened, the consequences of our action. My husband needs to strive hard and look for a job since alam naman natin na kapag buntis, we need to really have a full blast or rest for the baby. I need to be careful at all times kasi mapipil talaga ng baby kung anong napipil ng mami, ba? One time, we tried to explore kung anong ginagawa ng mga mag-asawa talaga, yung sex. Sabay kaming tumingin ng pornon sa isang site. Then we got horny and tried to do it. We both like it and sunod-sunod na namin yung ginagawa. Every day, every time we meet. We meet things twice up talaga. Hindi kasi talaga maiwasan sa isang relasyon ang mag-try ng new things, right? We really, we really don't know what we're doing. Mostly, search lang kami sa Google if what will happen kapag ganito ganyan. Alam naman natin na minsan hindi talaga accurate ang binibigay ng information ni Google. Well, sa studies in science, natutunan naman talaga ang mga bata na si sperm at si egg ay ifag-meet may mamabuo talaga. Yung talaga ang mga bata na, ay, yung mga gano'n. 
yung, yung mga ganoon, one time kasi, we are really curious talaga. Now, what will happen if lalabas, lalabas, umihi ka lang agad? Ako din na curious. So, nag-okay ako, ganoon. Siyempre, sino pa ba? Ayaw nun. <laughs> I really did say that to her, imagine we were 17 at the time. Very young age, we really love to explore things. Alam naman talaga namin na may possibility na magkabukabuntis, pero to curiosity talaga. Doon kami nadala. We need not use any condom or contraceptive for her. Kasi maasa kami sa pull-out method. Pull-out method supremacy kasi kaming dalawa. In the first year of our relationship, we did pull-out method. Nagpapakapante kami kasi nga alam ko naman kung Kailan, kailan ko mapipil malabasan not until one day hindi dinantanan ng period yung nasawa ko for two months we are really worried that time I even bought pregnancy test kahit nahihiya ako nagpakatapang talaga ako after I bought the pregnancy test she took it agad and boom it was positive according to the instruction so we both panic talaga stress and we don't know what to do now We both really panic. Gumuho talaga ang mundo namin. Thinking wala kaming pera, pareho kaming walang pera, pati pamilya, paano na to? Magagamit, magagalit talaga si mama. We really wish our future. Mas inuna namin ang desire kesa sa future namin. That was our downfall in our relationship. We are both nervous of what will happen if sasabihin namin ito sa magulang namin na buntis ako. What will our parents think we both dropped out school namin? That was our biggest mistake we ever had. We didn't think of our parents in our future. We only think of our desire. Then one day, we decided to say it to our parents. Ma, pa, nabuntis ko po si Anna. Ako yung papa, I remember that time, galit na galit talaga magulang ko. To the point, hindi nila ako kinakausap ng one week, and then they decided to accept the reality and accepted our mistake. Ako rin, that time, sama ko talaga ni Jan. Nakipag-usap sa parents ko and they and they were really, really, really mad to me. To the point, pinalayas ako and doon ako tumiras sa bahay ni Jani. In-accept na rin ng pamilya niya na nabuntis ako. It was, it was it. After that, my Jani really strived hard. Naghanap siya ng work to provide for the three of us so that may makain kami and for gamit ng ng aking bibi. Hindi naman naging pabigat sa diyan sa akin and he really did his bit his best to be the best of the best talaga. He did not even think of cheating to me. Pinapakain niya ako ng tama. He treat me well so much. Of course, ikaw mahal ko eh. Ikaw ang iniibig ko now. Our child is already four years old and she share her name is Jonah. She is very good girl and pretty girl and come back say hi to everyone. <laughs> Oh, hello everyone! I'm not shy, but I love my daddy and mommy very much. They treat me very well. I love you, daddy and mommy! Oh, baby, I love you too. To be a good girl always, huh? To, to the agents out there, please and please and please, go mamet kayo ng protection if hindi kayo ready pa. Hindi kayo ready na magkaanak. If hindi kayo financial stable, do not attempt to do this. Have a wide and critical thinking of what the consequence will be. If it's good or bad, does it give you advance advantage? Practice safe sex, everyone, for girls. 
use birth control pill. Consult some professionals so that walang mangyayari na masama for you. There will be side effects of using birth control pill, but I know it will be worth it if you are not ready yet and trying to have a sex with your jowa. I agree to what my loves advice. Have a no background of sex, safe sex education, and if you are not ready yet to have a child, please use condom for boys. Always be mindful sa mga action nyo, and do not be responsible. Grabe. Yung story nyo talaga is so very challenging and I know it is a very eye-wide opener talaga sa mga um, kabataan ngayon, lalong-lalo na kasi marami ng uh, cases sa teenage pregnancy sa atin, di ba? You are so very strong inside and out. I salute you guys. Wala talaga ako masabi. <laughs> All I can say is that ano talaga, you both are so very strong and pinaninindigan nyo talaga yung consequences and you both are so committed to each other to each other to, to each other's company and to your um, little baby uh, you both are a really good parent and I and you raise a very very pretty baby talaga okay for the next part of this podcast it is our counselor giving his insight her insights and thoughts to the story of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. But before we proceed, I know lots of you wants to have some kind of advertisement, and here it is. Sit back and relax and enjoy the music.
Hi. Pwede makipag-friend. I like you. I love you. I want you. That is the love story of teenagers today. My happy ending? Not for many girls. The 2019 data from the Philippine Statistics Authority showed that 1.2 million Filipina girls aged 10 to 19 years old have had a child. That's a rate of 24 babies born every hour. That is 500 plus babies every day. The Philippines has one of the highest teenage pregnancy rates in the world. It is a national social emergency. What happens to teen moms? They drop out from school. They face medical risks such as lack of prenatal care, high blood pressure, premature birth, low birth weight baby. They face mental health issues, baby blues, postpartum depression, depression. They face a bleak future. How can we prevent teenage pregnancy? Girls and boys need parental guidance and sex education. Girls and boys need to practice sexual abstinence. If he truly loves you, he will wait. A wonderful future awaits those who wait. You are not and will never be alone in this world. Our loving God is always with you. Pray every day. This campaign for teenage pregnancy prevention is brought to you by Advanced Central College. one-of-a-kind podcast that will make no room for fabrication but only an authentic realization, unbiased and honest revelation. Just keeping it real here at Get Real Podcast Show. We have already heard the story of Mr. and Mrs. Smith who experienced teenage pregnancy. Now, let us hear our counselor, Miss Kenagal, to have her insights and thoughts of the story. Let us welcome her. Okay, hello everyone. I am back with you all. Um, First of all, I wanted to say that I appreciate the both of you for participating in this podcast and also allowing us to hear the side of your story. It is compelling, I suppose, since it really depicted the very cause of why teenage pregnancy is really happening. The first thing I want to point out is the psychology of curiosity. According to a philosopher and psychologist, William James, called curiosity the impulse towards better cognition, meaning that it is a desire to understand what you know that you do not know. In this statement, it correlates to the impulse of teenagers to do such things they have little or no knowledge about that results for miscal- miscalculated risks such as unintended pregnancy. As what you said both earlier, um, that it all starts of curiosity, right? Um, meaning you did not carry sufficient information to know the consequences of what you are about to do just to simply know what it feels like. That's the very, very reason why it leads you to the adversity and challenges that you have faced. I wasn't saying that it's all your fault, but rather I want to accredit it to the reluctance of us to assess the importance of comprehensive sex education. 
This is not to say that if we indulge in sex education, does it mean that everybody has to do sex? But to teach the young generation on that on how to practice sex safely, since it is pretty normal and unpreventable, so it's better to do it with safe measures. Uh, moreover, one of the factors that contributing to the tendency of teenage pregnancy is that the adults' failure to educate teenagers about sex. We all know the topic of sex here in, in the Philippines is obscene or taboo. Some of the Filipino parents here in the Philippines would name the genitals of their child as flower for vagina or baton for penis. I suggest that we must clearly divulge the accurate terms of genitals of our children, even at a young age, or in other words, sex education must start at home. Okay, um, let us take this story for example. A friend of mine, let's just not say, name her, didn't know that she was sexually assaulted by her friends, I mean, her father's friend until she came at the age of 21. As what she was said, their household is very conservative and sensitive to the topic of sex and barely talks about it. There are times that her father's friend tried to touch her private, private genitals in an exchange of chocolate or candies. Poor little girl didn't even have a chance to tell the exact horrible things she had experienced as she was so innocent at the time. She did not come to um she did not come to know what man what that man did to her was right or wrong. When she approached an elder, an elderly, her aunt, her father's sister, she said that Tita Tinach ni Tito ang flower ko. Of course her aunt, her father's sister said that um she was oblivious what flower does even mean, and she mistook it as a literal flower. That really shook me to the core because imagine an innocent child aged at five has been molested and they didn't even know about it due to the fact that adults in their household refused to properly educate them about sex and they missed the chance to know the horrendous experience she faced because they fabricate, fabricate the accurate terms of their genitals. As for your case, um, Mr. and Ms. Smith, poor education is also the reason why you have gone through to the adversity of teenage pregnancy. Since in your household, I presume you do not raise the topic of sex and you're still to know it through porn. Am I right? Mm, yes, well, we are so very religious and forbidden to talk about it. I'm often taught that I should keep my virginity as, as it's the best gift that I could offer to my husband. However, due to my curiosity, it leads me to, to a series of unfortunate events and I came to seek the nature of sex through someone po. Ayan, alam po namin, mali yung ginawa namin, pero nalalam po talaga kami sa tokso. I understand, I understand, and you don't have to worry, to worry because it already happened. As, as what I've suggest, we must really educate our children to the accurate way of sex since there will be a time that our children will become young adult and instead for us to be the one to educate them but our reluctance to do so will only lead them to seek it to others and can also lead to the tendency that they may get it from the wrong people who also do not carry the right information of sex and that will result in our serious consequences of unsafe practice of sex such as pregnancy, STD, or even worse, HIV. Yes, I really agree to that statement. Yes, the lack of sex education poses a significant risk for teenagers to get unintended consequences of sex. Okay, thank you so much for that, Ms. Cabajo. 
Um, apart from that, um, can you tell me more in how did you both cope up during your pregnancy? It was really hard po. Ang hirap magkakita ng trabaho para matustusan ko ang pangilangan ng pamilya ko. Meron nga mga panahon na wala akong mapakain sa ako kasi baon na rin kami sa utang. At that time, buti na lang ay have my parents kahit nakakahiya tumanggap pa rin ako ng tulong. My parents did abandon me at that time. They didn't even contact me or kaumustahin man lang. Ikinahihiya nila ang nangyari sa akin kasi hindi ako nakapagtapos ng pag-aaral sa pagkabundis ko. I see. Um, it is very challenging for teenagers to get at the grip of the adversity of the teenage pregnancy. Since teenage pregnancy forces you to abandon school and introduce you to work, um, introduce you to the workforce of informal jobs, that the salary is not enough for you to sustain your day basic daily needs. Yes, kulang na kulang ang kita ko sa trabaho. Hindi sapat ang kinikita ko para sa pang-araw-araw na kain. Pati na rin sa gatas at diaper ni baby that time. I am so grateful to my parents despite of my mistakes. They did not abandon me. Uh, you are so lucky, I suppose, since there are no troubles to find a hand to hold during difficult times. How about you, Miss Smith? How's your relationship with your family now? Are you both okay? Mm, ever since my family had abandoned me because of my pregnancy, we never have, we never have spoken since. It seems like they have completely forgotten about me. I did not give a thought to reach out to them first. To apologize for what I have done and what had happened from the moment my father slapped me when he found out the truth, they kicked me out of the house, saying that I would no longer be part of the family because of my shameful act. I also received some rumors and gossip about me that someday, because of being sexual active, I'll be dependent on a government having short inter intervals of pregnancy. Ever since, those words struck me. I feel so ashamed of myself. I regret so much. I wanted to change everything and prove everyone wrong, but I just can't change for what has been done. Um, do you still regret what happened even now? Some part of me would say yes. If only I shifted my, fo shift my focus on pursuing my dreams instead of being hijacked on my desires, I could have made my parents proud. Even now, it still hurts me, knowing that I that I achieved nothing in life. I can even fulfill the needs of my, of my child. I often invite the success of my friends. They now have their dreams houses, luxurious cars, and stable financial income, while I'm here who nothing but wanted everything. Okay, does it mean you hate the life you have right now? No, it's not like that. I'm just thinking about the life that I could have if that for mistake. Perhaps my parents were right. I neglected my one job, which is to be careful. I did not think enough to get the better life that I wanted. Other than that, I feel so I, I feel so pitiful towards my child. I wish I I wish I could give her the life that she wants. To send to send her to a pit a pretty juice school at a life where I can easily fulfill what she needs without thinking what to eat the next day. I am happy to have my child. She's my greatest treasure despite the challenges I have gone through to get her, but I wish I could give her the life she deserves. 
Okay, Miss Smith. Thank you so much for that. Um, I understand how you feel right now, and I want you to know that you are valid. I also want you to know that you are not a prisoner of your past mistakes. You are not confined to not do any doing anything. What I'm saying is, you can still create change only if you look forward to doing it. Okay. Um, my greatest advice for you is to choose what to listen to. Though it is true that we can't choose what we hear. After all, what matters the most is our own voice, mindset, and actions we set forth to be successful. We cannot achieve something if we let our roaring voice be silenced down by others. Do, do what you want right now, Miss Maid. Stop believing that, that the limitations and false perceptions that you and others put upon yourself. Be brave, and being brave means quieting down in the midst of your inner battle. Conquer everything with a purpose. Change is privately held within you. You can always begin again, Miss Smith. Hopefully I could, as long as it for my child and my family, I'll pursue my dreams again, which I failed not to do back then. This time I'll do everything with a purpose and that is to give my child a happy life. The episode of Get Real is getting near at the end. Oh, I would like to say thank you to Mr. and Mrs. Smith for their presence here in my new episode, for sharing their thoughts and their real-life um, situation, their real-life experience about having a baby in such a young age. I know their presence will surely make the teenagers out there to be aware and alam kong manatutunan silang marami sa ating new episode for this week. And also, I would like to say thank you to Miss Kenagal um, for having here in my podcast for sharing her thoughts and insights of the, uh, the story and sharing her um, knowledge about um, teenage pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I would like to remind also to the teenagers out there that it's hard to raise a child when you're still a child. Please be mindful to your actions and think of the consequences before we attempt to do such thing that may ruin our life for the future. Always remember that wag ibutok kung ayaw mabatok. God bless everyone and have a nice day ahead. Bye!